Bro, we're doing everything Christmas. Fuck it. Another shitty podcast? Another shitty podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Tinsel. I'm not really sure what that is. This week is also sponsored by Eggnog. What the hell is in that thing? I guess there's eggs in it. No one has a clue what nog is, but we're going to drink it anyways. Eggnog. What's up with your week? What's up with your week? And what's up with your week? What's up with your week? And what's up with your week? What's up with your week? <laughs> hey Trent, I don't know if you heard the news. What's the news? Well, it's it's Christmas time. Oh yeah. Oh, I love Christmas, dude. I do too. So. To kick everything off with the Christmas stuff, why don't you just tell me what's going on in your week? What's going on in my week? Um, <clears throat> we had our holiday party um, at my work, and that was uh, that was a doozy. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, pretty much boozing the whole day. It was fun. We did like a little white elephant. I always do like people go like kind of like I realize people go kind of like legit gifts at my spot i always thought white elephant was supposed to be goofy i think it's best when there's so i put wrenches thrown in it so what i did was it was a trevor hoffman bobblehead i got at a san diego padres game two dvds one being across the universe the other one was zach braff's the last kiss um a mason jar that zach had a my coworker had a bunch of apple cider vinegar in it one time Mm -hmm. And then the jar was just sitting there forever, so I took it. And then an, a, a keychain bottle opener, and that was my that was entire gift. All of them combined? Yeah, I just took a bunch of shit out of my closet and put it in a bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else thought it was funny. Uh, they just don't understand humor, obviously. Yeah, I mean, 
Was there I, any? Well, also, at that point, I was I was a, a few beers in, so you know. That tends to happen when you're Trent Bruce and you work at a brewery. True. And it's Christmas. True. And it's a holiday party. So I had that. Um, what else is going on? Oh, pretty chill week. Do you do you know any gifts other than yours that stood out in particular? Uh, one of my coworkers, I ended up getting a giant like calculator, but like an accounting calculator with like the receipt tape and shit. No and shit. My coworker, well, my manager gave me twenty dollars and just bought it off of me. I was like, "Cool, <laughs> I'm never going to use this." He's like, "I love those things." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> that makes me wonder if he knew that it was maybe worth more than twenty dollars. Well, then he then he looked it up and he he showed it to me and it was like forty something dollars. <sighs> but I was like, "What the hell am I going to do with a calculator? Sell it for forty dollars?" No, I was just whatever. <laughs> I mean, who's no whatever. That was pretty goofy. Uh, so I sold my gift. Oh, someone, I think our owner, she got a calendar with a photo of a bunch of us on each month. Mm. I got on one of the months. That was cool. Or is it, are we doing like firefighter type spreads? It was just a, a nice photo of me oh, okay. in a suit. So I was like, it's a little bit of a letdown, but I, I like it. Yeah, sorry. No, I was fully clothed. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a bummer for Dude, everyone. Uh, something else that's going on in my week, and I'm going to steal your thunder. It's uh, it's my co-host's birthday tomorrow. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, well, not so, some, I'm not by the time this airs. But yeah, my birthday will have passed by the time this airs because I'm definitely not editing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, two nine. Two nine. We didn't have to say it. Should we cut that out? But now we know. Should we cut that out? <laughs> I'm turning twenty nine years old. Yeah. Why do you feel weird about it? Uh, because I can't. I'm 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 eighteen to play younger. Whatever. So, <laughs> not with this mustache. No. I, I yes, it is my birthday tomorrow, but slash in the past when you guys hear this. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. We're gonna have ourselves a little evening. I'm excited too. I'm still still kicking. I'm yeah. Still alive. Yeah. What are you uh, What are you excited about for this next year? Kind of throwing that question out. Damn. Not what's up with your week. What's up with your next year? Um. Well, a lot of it's been pretty influenced by. Stuff that's happened in the last week or so. We had when we had Amir on the podcast, and mm-hmm. then um, the the success that our buddy Mark Sipka's had, and and my friend Amanda Doko's had really recently made me just be like, uh, time to change some shit up. Yeah. So, um, for I really sorry, that was like a heavy question. No, but I I understand. I I hate talking like this, but it's necessary given the question. Uh, 2019 is going to be a year of goals and just accomplishing Nick stuff. Awesome. Setting Why do you hate talking like that? Well, it's just kind of, it just all sounds a little hokey to me sometimes. I, so I, well, I, I come from the could, old school where you just shut up, you don't say, you don't say, you just keep your, your head to the, well, nose to the grindstone and you just do. <laughs> That's also yeah. like, I feel like the good old Midwest, like man mentality, mm-hmm. right? It's systemic. Yeah, it's the it's it's, systemic, it's, systemic problem. It's, it's the fucking patriarchy. That's what it is. Just work hard. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. And yeah. Oh, and don't ask for help. That's that's yeah. one of the things that that's we a, don't do. <laughs> and that's, a, uh, so, that's something that you learn over time. Mm-hmm. Um, that you kind of have to like unwork. Yep. Because it's when you're younger, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole too far. Yep. But like, it's almost seen like as a sign of weakness. You know. 
Mm-hmm. You can't figure that out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do it on your own. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I'm going to change in the year 2019 and just moving forward is when people offer to help me, take them up on it. Yeah. They've offered. Yeah. And and when they offer, don't just be the old Nick and be like, oh, that's cool. I'll figure it out myself. Yeah. Because there's certain things that people can do better. Yeah. For instance, you grow a butter mustache than I do. For instance, I grow a better beard than I, you do. Actually, I would argue that probably if you shaved that beard off, your mustache would be on par, or if not better, than mine. <laughs> it's But don't do that, because this is all I have. No. I mean, it fits you, though. Yeah. Women have uh, women have said to me aloud, oh, I like that guy's mustache. Ooh. So, you have that. Maybe after the pod, you should tell me the names <laughs> of these women. You know my birthday is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do that. Uh, uh, you got anything else going on in your week, buddy? That's it. Uh, that's it. You got anything you want to add? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple things. Um, I did a uh, a white elephant thing at a buddy's house over like close to Ventura or something. Um, Jan Lashley and Sarah Stratton, some of my closest friends, they had a bunch of people over for just a fucking raucous time of was white elephanting. No. Okay. That was something else. Okay. Um, this was last Saturday. Okay. And that was a blast. Some of the gifts... You know how you said that you your gifts for your white elephant you just took from the closet? Yeah, it was just a bunch of weird, random shit. That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I think I it's funny. I forgot there was a white elephant thing until an hour before I had to leave. Yeah, I think it's funny. I just took a bottle of wine. There you go. Um, which was not a hit. <laughs> Nobody wanted it. <laughs> but it didn't matter. Um, Sometimes it looks like that's kind of better. <laughs> things that were a hit at this white elephant party was a Red Rider BB gun. What? Yeah. Red, like the wagon? Like a Christmas story. Oh. You sh- you'll shoot your eye out, yeah. kid. No, no, I want an official Red Rider carbonation too, and I can't really my lay rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Oh, yeah. That, that thing. Apparently it's only $25 at Walmart. Dude. And a Bowie knife. Also, $25 at Walmart. That's what I ended up with. Oh, shit. Nice. Um, my favorite gift was somebody took a paper plate, folded it in half, and put $7 inside of the paper plate, wrapped it up, and that was the gift. And it was so funny. And then somebody what were people else, saying? Uh, people were like, I thought it was hilarious. Some people thought it was like, I mean, whoever got it was just like pretty disappointed. They yeah. got $7 in a paper plate. But uh, everybody else thought it was oh fucking hilarious. And then somebody else, um, they made homemade bread, which is pretty dope. They did make homemade bread. But then to the bread, they they taped $1 and one penny to it. And somebody else ended up with that. And the kicker was the guy who ended up with the bread it has celiac, so he can't, he couldn't even eat the bread. Oh, my God. Um, so <coughs> what else? At that party, oh, one of the other. I'm losing it. <laughs> One of the uh, dude, I would have been dying. It was it was a good time. Um, oh, I showed up. <laughs> so one of the other one of the other gifts was a, a big deck of Uno cards. I would have. And so oh, the giant. Ones? Yeah, the giant Uno cards. Yeah. So we played giant Uno, and the loser had to get shot in the ass by the Red Rider BB gun. Nice. So that was that was a fun time. And then like, ah, oh, there's another gift. This gift. Obviously, you can't do it around family. But um, if, you're, if you're looking for a hilarious gift for a white elephant Christmas party, put a dildo in there. Did someone do that? My buddy Jan, who was hosting the party, got stuck with the dildo. <laughs> stuck <laughs> with? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my got stuck Lord. stuck with the dildo at the, 
at the white elephant uh, Christmas party. And also important to note that I was wearing a onesie the whole time. Oh, nice. One of, but like one of those skin tight, um, <laughs> like long john onesies. Oh, oh my The red gosh. ones. There you go. That's like a go-to of mine. Oh, man. So that was a long story. I did have another party last night that I was at. Um, our friend Denny Wong was having a like housewarming party. And All these names are fantastic. These names? Yeah. <clears throat> You'd think that they're made up. But yeah, they do. I they actually do have friends. <laughs> and and uh, I got to cook some venison for everybody, and that was really dope. Ooh. Yeah. It was do cool. you have more? I do have venison sausages, okay. but I don't have any venison steaks left. Um, I venison. It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, like Love Actually, or the University of Michigan losing in football. Um, so we did, we ate venison, Denny cooked up an awesome stew, but we played this game called Liar's Dice, I believe that's what it's called. Oh yeah, you are saying that. And it's like BS, but with dice, and it's super dope. I'll try to explain it as quickly as possible. But you take 25 dice, you split it up amongst everybody that's playing. Um, everybody shakes it in their cup, and they slam it on the table, and you peek at what you have. And then everybody starts taking wagers on what numbers and how many numbers there are mm. on the table. And you have to either raise the number, each person that goes by, or call BS that that's the amount that are on the table. And you just keep going and going and going until there's only one person left with a die. So if you call bullshit, and it is bullshit... The person who lied loses a dice. If you call bullshit and it's not bullshit, the person that called bullshit loses a dice. And it's just really fun. Just turns into a whole bunch of yelling, which what else do you need right? from a holiday party? Exactly. Or just a get-together in general. <clears throat> um, you're going home for Christmas, aren't you, bud? Yeah. Because um, I mean, this a, is the last pod of the year. Yeah, this is the, the 2018 final episode. Um, is this it? 22? This is episode 21. 21. 21. 21. Cool. 21. 21. 21. We're finally legal. Yeah, there you go. To drink. I guess we've been... We're, we're legal to drink. <laughs> there. Yeah, all right. We'll leave yep. it at that. Uh, going home to St. Louis. Um, yeah, I'll be there for five days. I love I love Christmas time. I love spending it with the family. And, uh, you know, it's a really good time to kind of like reset, reflect, Um we don't tend to make a lot of plans, and I like it that way. One year we went to Vegas for Christmas, um, and it was pretty, and it was fun, and it was like you know a nice hotel, free alcohol in um, casinos, yeah, that kind of stuff. Got to watch football and bet on it, um, but we all decided we like to be at home for the holidays. That Vegas can be yeah. other times, yeah, or like trips can be other times. So it's nice just to you know watch a bunch of movies. Eat a bunch of food, play a bunch of games, um, catch up, see other relatives. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm really excited for. I can't wait. And you're going home as well, yeah? I am. I'm going to go home um, to Michigan first and then to Florida for actual Christmas. It oh, just wow. turned out that it was cheaper to do that than to fly to Florida and back for some reason. That's weird. Um, thankfully, because I wanted to go home and see some snow and my family that I won't be seeing actually on Christmas. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a good time. Um, what do you do now in Florida? Uh, my grandparents, one of my sets of grandparents lives down there. Okay. Yeah. And the other sets in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's nice. cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, we got a good couple of weeks actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
That'll wrap up the year. Dang. All right. Cheers. Ooh, birds. Cold in the studio. I bet it's cold outside. Hey, Nick, uh, I'm going to send it out to Nick with the weather. Nick, how's it, how's it looking out there? Well, hey, Trent. Uh, well, the weather outside is, is frightful, but the good news is the fire inside is so delightful. Oh, hey, thank you, Nick. I'm, I'm going to get by the fireplace here. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of the pod, listeners of the pod, uh, Nick and I are very excited for this episode. I say that every intro to every episode, but we are excited. This one's a little special. But this one's special. We do not have a guest this week. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have a guest. That's called the Christmas Spirit. Yeah. Because this is our Christmas special episode, and we're going to take this time, instead of interviewing somebody, uh, we are going to just share our love and uh, for Christmas. Yeah. It yeah. feels great to be surrounded by this much Christmas spirit. Dude, it's, uh, I wish we, I don't really decorate in our apartment. I wish we did a hey, little more. Can we, but, can we like uh, call out the elephant in the room and the one bad thing about a Southern California Christmas? No snow. No snow. Yeah. It is strange. That's why um, a big part of me, I mean, my family is the biggest part, but I do like going to the Midwest, to Missouri for the holidays. For some weather, man. Um, I like to visit the weather. That's why I mm-hmm. say now. I don't, I don't really miss the cold, mm-hmm. and I don't need the cold, and I don't need to shovel snow and go through ice and stuff. Yeah. But it's nice when I'm home for a few days, if, it, if there is a little snowfall. When you go home, is it your responsibility to shovel the snow when you get there? No, I mean, I guess it'd be the right thing for you to do as well, the sun. Yeah, I would. I, phrase that I would do it. Better, yeah, I would do it. It tends to be. I mean, my stepdad tends to do mm. all of that stuff. And honestly, we haven't had a ton of snow. I mean, we kind of hunker down. Yeah, there's not a lot of driving and commuting we do. Do you guys go outside um, and do any sort of like he's activities always, in the snow? He's always up early and. Yeah. Banging that out. I mean, he grew up in Massachusetts. He's a dad. So Missouri, yeah. He's got a lawn. He's Miz- got kids. Yeah. He's a dad. Missouri snowfall is nothing compared to New England. I mean, or, he would tell us stories or, about feet of snow and a single snowfall. Feet. Multiple feet. Yeah. I think the most I've ever seen, or Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. The most I've ever seen in one single snowfall was a foot. And that was a lot. That's a, yeah. You guys aren't prepped for that. Yeah. Um, when it does snow... Do you guys go outside and do any activities? I mean... Build snowmen? As a, as a kid, yeah. fights? As a kid. Sledding? When's the last time you did all that? Oh, man. Snowball fight. I feel like I... I feel like... I, I don't know if it's a, if it constitutes a fight if I'm just beating people with snowballs. <laughs> That's an assault. Every time. I have... I, I, I snowball assault people every time I'm around snow. I, uh... No, dude. I mean, I think my favorite growing up... I mean, I liked all of those activities mm. in the snow. Building snowman was fun if we got enough snow for a snowman. Mm. Um, and then Missouri weather, I, I can't speak for Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, but Missouri weather, it would be snowfall, cold, cold, warm up a little bit, melt at the night, and then there's ice everywhere. Oh. And then the next day is warm and your snowman's gone. There's nothing like that black ice, man. It'd be like it'd be like cold and snowy, and then sixty degrees, and everything was melted, and then, then now there's slop and slush everywhere. Well, you can 
So now we're just talking about whether it's not even that Christmas related, but you can yeah. relate to this because you went to school in Indiana. Uh-huh. How about that black ice when you're walking to and from class? Oh, it's awful. Kids are just biffing it. Oh, yeah. I would. That I, might be the best part of college. I think I probably felt at least two or three times, like hard. Gets you. Like on your butt. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, all those activities I loved. I remember probably, was it junior high? Junior high, my buddy Bryce Osman uh, growing up. He had this great. He had like the primo sledding hill, mm-hmm. um, and we'd always we'd always go down that hill. Um, sometimes, if we were feeling crazy, I think we even we might have got the hose out and tried to freeze some of it. And like, Ooh. and his older brother would be like, "No, you got to like grease up your sled and like have all these different techniques." The pro, you have yeah. to listen to the pro. He's probably oh, yeah. like eleven years old, but he knows what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Did you guys ever used to speak in a freezing stuff? Just make your own ice rink. No, we had um, we had this family, good friends of ours, the Lux family, mm-hmm. and they're big into hockey, and they would always freeze. Um, at first, they would well, no, they had a they had a like kind of like a makeshift basketball court in their backyard, and they would freeze it over, and then kids could just go over there and play hockey all winter long. That's awesome. It was fucking sick. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah, that's some Midwest shit right there. Yeah, it is, dude. Um, more on to specific Christmas stuff. Okay. Uh, let's bang this out real quick. Favorite slash best Christmas movies? Love Actually. Favorite and best. Damn. Favorite and best. I think we were talking about that. I'm surprised. I know. Wait. Well, I get, I'm guessing what yours is going to be because it's everybody's is Home Alone. Yeah, it is mine. That's a... I think that... Are you not a fan? Uh, no, man, because Donald Trump's in it. So oh I can't God. support it. Oh, my God. No. I just... Honestly... Somehow, I never saw Home Alone until it was until I was probably around fourteen. Mm. Somehow, mm. so I think it just kind of missed me. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Damn. Yeah, Home Alone one and two are great. Tell me why you love it so much. Oh my god. Well, it's a big thing for my sister and I. So I have a younger sister. Uh, you already know that. Uh, she's two and a half years younger. So we we're pretty close in age growing up, and we pretty much did everything together. Uh, but the big thing for Christmas was always Home Alone, and still is. Mm-hmm. Like we'll definitely uh, watch it every year. Yeah, I think we watch. I think we watch it every single year. Yeah, not. I think I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Elf has gotten in there too. Elf's a good one. Uh, but Home Alone, I think the reason I like it was your question. A nostalgic, and it's like a little tradition I have with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, and it's like great slapsticky '90s humor. Um, you know, the sticky bandits. Joe Pesci. Just Joe Pesci. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Dude, uh, they're so great in all the physical comedy. You don't get a lot of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the pranks that like Kevin McAllister was pulling. Not pranks, but like, you know, all, you know, hitting them with paint cans and, uh, you know, Marv getting electrocuted and you see him and he, he, he looks like a skeleton. Uh-huh. Uh, the the <laughs> noise he's making, I'm going to have you put that noise in there. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, God. 
All of it. Like the And you're you're able to get past the fact that his parents somehow multiple times <laughs> yes. had no idea uh-huh. where the how many kids is there? Three? There's not like a bunch. It's not like they have ten. Well he's kids, got right? Buzz is his older brother. Right. Wolf. Wolf. Buzz's girlfriend, Wolf. Um I thought he's got another sibling. Him I don't know. Actually that's a good trivia question. Like a sister. I don't know that he does, but he has a ton of cousins. I tell you what. A ton of cousins. It's it's not behooving to his parents to have forgotten one of their possibly two children. Oh, I know. Multiple times. Correct. Um, I can't get past it. Well. Also, I can't get past all of the many deaths that Kevin McAllister would have caused in the real world. Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci and the other guy. What is it? Cosmo Kramer 1.0. Yeah, yeah. Marv. <laughs> they must have died... They, would, they should have died like 20 times in that fucking movie. It's true. Whereas love actually just leads with love. Wow. Actually. Actually. Um, why do you... Tell me why you like that movie so much. I think that on the last podcast, I actually even talked about love actually then, too. I, I, I'm a sucker for the multiple storylines. Um, all of the actors I love. Keira Knightley is maybe the most attractive woman actors? on the planet. Um, no, no, there is, no, because Laura Lenny's in it. Laura Lenny is in it. She's got, like, a special needs brother. Okay. And she falls in love with the guy who plays uh, Xerxes. Okay. <laughs> 300. That's funny. Um, I don't know, it just makes me feel all warm inside, like venison or Michigan losing. Is that your new tagline? Yeah. That's gotta be your new tagline. <laughs> we need like we need like a bro tank with that on there. We just feel warm inside. Like venison. love actually. Venison. Like a Michigan checklist. Losing. Checklist? Like a post-it note? Yeah. Um all right. Let me throw out another movie that I talked to you a little bit earlier today yeah. you've not seen and I had forgotten about, but I but having remembered it is now my number two favorite Christmas movie of all time, and that is Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. It does look terrible. Nick has assured me that it is not terrible. It looks terrible. To be fair, the trailer looks It looks god-awful. It looks like painful to watch. But there are some scenes in there that are just gold. Specifically, yeah. there's a nativity scene that is just that was, that was one of the funny. funniest scenes. Yeah. Um, dude, what else? Uh, and to be honest with you, Nick, I, I think... No, I think Christmas... I don't think I know. Is definitely my favorite holiday. It's always been. I know yours is the fourth. Mine's the fourth of July, but it's. I think. Can I tie them? Can they be a tie? It can be one A, one. It can be one A and one B. All right. Yeah. Um, and they're both Americanized. Yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, dude, I think just all the memories growing up, the importance of family during that time, mm-hmm. um, the food, the food. Dude, but uh, all the classic Christmas movies, too. Like, I'm even a sucker for, like, Charlie Brown. Rudolph. Rudolph. Like, all the claymation stuff. Um, Except for Jack Frost. I don't uh, like Jack Frost. Wait, Is it ta- Jack Frost? Are you talking Michael Keaton? No. Oh. What's the claymation with the... Or, no, the cold miser. Is that his name? I think that's Rudolph. Oh. Where he's, like, the snowman's in the narrator? No. Because that's the Island of Misfit Toys and yeah. Yukon Cornelius, my yes. favorite character... Yeah. In all, in all Christmas like stuff. Man. Yeah. yeah. The name's Yukon Cornelius. 
This is my land. And you know, it's rich with gold. Gold! Gold and silver! Silver and gold! That guy is really cool. Yeah, you pulled that out of nowhere. That was great. Yukon Cornelius is great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's movies. We want to talk about songs? Yes. Um, oh man, there's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Um Rockin' Around the Christmas... Rockin' Around the Christmas... Mm-hmm. I love that song. I like chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I fucking... Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yeah. A lot of these old-time songs, they're still like American classics, right? Yeah. Um, I don't like when new people do them. I'll be honest yeah. with you. There's only one new Christmas song that's ever been worth a damn, and that is Mariah Carey's song. Oh. And it's become the fucking biggest Christmas hit probably of all oh, time. Yeah. All no, how about Christmas of all time? Day? Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm a sucker for those crooners who sound like they've had too much eggnog. Oh, yeah. And they're just singing about Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I, like, I love all of that stuff. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock is fun. Yeah. Um, what else? Let me pull up a list here. What Christmas uh, means, or no, that's what Christmas means to me. By Stevie Wonder. Yep. I you love that, that earlier. Yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is fun. Uh-huh. Um, the Michael Bublé Christmas album. Okay. I'll, I gotta give that a listen. When we left the uh, when we left that White Elephant party I talked about earlier, me and my buddy Quincy sang the entire album. We just karaoke'd that the whole Whoa. way home. Holy cow. That was some of the most fun That's I've great. had this year. Absolute blast. We were probably we were a little bit intoxicated. Off the Christmas spirit. Just, oh, yeah. Just, we had a little too much Christmas spirit. Yeah. And we're driving down the road listening to Michael Buble crooning. Uh, crooning. <laughs> just crooning away about Christmas. Crooning with an I, with an I and apostrophe. Crooning. Um, dude, uh, I actually like a lot of the, like, I don't know if you call it, go- not gospel, but like churchy songs too. Yeah. Like Silent Night. So, I really like Silent Night. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Night. Mm-hmm. Or is it the same song? It's I think it's the same. Holy yeah, it's the same song. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> or is there one that goes, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. I'm butchering this. Probably. I know that's a Christmas song. Those sound like words that would be in a Christmas song. Yes. Um, is there any ones that you don't like? Yeah. That you find very annoying? Little Drummer Boy. How's that go? You don't like Little Drummer Boy? No, it's so just played out, dude. <laughs> it's played it's, out. It's it's past its prime. Move on. Replace it with some Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, shit. I grew up on that. I love You want to get hype on some Christmas? I loved Mannheim Steamroller. Spike your fudge in milk and cookies. Yeah. And... Put on some Mannheim Steamroller. Hell yeah. Have yourself a good old time. I need to listen to that. Blue Christmas? How does Blue Christmas go? I'll have a blue. That's a good one, too. Um, here comes Santa Claus. That's fun. Oh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, yeah. That one rules. The guy's oh, got that deep voice. You know what? I- I'll, I'll say this right now. As an adult, mm-hmm. I could do without the Rudolph song. Yeah? Yeah. What about the version of the Rudolph song in which you add things at the end, like, like a light bulb, 
or like Monopoly. Uh, I'll leave that. I'll leave that. I, um, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Cool, cool, cool. Joy to the world. I love Joy to the world. I'm you not do. Gonna lie. Yeah. Joy to the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. First Noel. How's that go? The first Noel. I like that too. This is just a karaoke session. Yeah, right? Hey, can we go back to the Grinch? Yes. Fuck the Grinch. Whoa. I'm not cool with... The song or just him in general? Just him in general. I'm not cool with like everyone just massively accepting this Christmas terrorist back into the community. You know? But what about the Christmas spirit that can change people's cold hearts? What happens when the Christmas spirit's gone? What happens when it's January 1st and there's no more Christmas spirit and you still have this green asshole? Whoa, why does he have to be green, Nick? <laughs> why does he have to be an asshole? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, dude. No, Whoa. I think it's, I think it's green. I think it's kind of stupid that this guy who's just been a little shit forever steals everyone's presents, mm-hmm. ruins Christmas, yeah. and then gets back in the good graces of everybody by just bringing back everything that he stole. It's not like he made anything better. He just brought back things that he stole. It's true. I don't give a fuck how big his heart grew that day. He treats his dog like shit. Lil Max, is that his name? Max the dog? Yeah. That guy is such... How do you treat a dog like that, man? I can't support that. Well, if you look at a lot of Christmas stories, classic Christmas stories... Mm -hmm. Like uh, the Christmas uh, Christmas story? Carol? Like the Christmas story? No, the Christmas Carol. <laughs> right? Am I saying? What? Scrooge, right? Yeah, Christmas Carol. Okay, thank you. Yeah. He's an asshole? Yeah, but he's... It's The story is, asshole doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. People around him show them real love and purpose of Christmas. Asshole then is not an asshole and loves Christmas. Well... I don't fuck with Scrooge either. Wow. I need to know what these guys are doing the other 300 and, I don't know, 20-some non-Christmas-spirited days of the year. Wow. All right, then. Uh, The proof is in the pudding, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, bread pudding, Christmas pudding. And you know what? Um, I'm going to, not just for argument's sake, but I legit like Christmas Carol and I like The Grinch. I think it's Um, a good story. I think it's a fantastic story. It's maybe one of the best stories because that's the one with Ghost of... Uh, past, present, and future, right? I think... Isn't Scrooge visited I, I, by I all I think the Christmas Carol has a little bit more meaning than the Grinch. Are we talking about the Muppets version? Well, I love the Muppets version. It wasn't until I was an adult that I realized that was Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, playing Scrooge, which is awesome. Um, that, that, it's that makes actually, me like Scrooge it, a little more, I it's guess. Actually, it's actually a scary kind of dark story, you know? Um... But it takes, if you really boil it down, it, it, it brings a great perspective around um, yourself and humanity and people around you and mm-hmm. your community. and What and, the Christmas spirit's really all about. Yeah, and, 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 and giving and hopefully that, that moment extends throughout the rest of the year. You know? mm-hmm. um, I just think a lot of people are around their loved ones and their families around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are a little more warm and welcoming and uh in a more you know happy mood mm-hmm. uh but the christmas carol is yeah dude i mean it's it's dark with past present and future right yeah um breaking down the classic charles dickens 
a Christmas Carol. And Tiny Tim. Um, but you know, dude, it's like, yeah, they talk about like his employees and um, and what's going on uh, in his current world. And then like, was it a past lover or like, I forget. Dude, it has been a, minute. a long time yeah. since I've seen it. I know it takes place in England. It's a great story. Ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Christmas. Ooh. Let's do Christmas foods. Okay. And traditions. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And decor. Okay. Uh, Christmas foods, just for me, is all desserts related. Yeah. Otherwise, the food is pretty much minus the turkey. It's Thanksgiving. It's pretty much Thanksgiving food-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Sub that ham in for turkey, and then you've got your Christmas dinner. Yeah. But uh, desserts... Anything that can be powdered white is, oh. that's a Christmas must. I think it's the snow connection. Okay. Um, people just get a little crazy with it. I love it. I love, I'm a sucker for those sugar cookies that are just cutouts of Christmas trees. Yeah, so my Give grandma every year would make those and my sister would decorate with her, uh, like the Christmas cookies mm-hmm. and just icing, different sprinkles, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was like a, that's a tradition with us. Um and then yeah. you would leave some of them out for Santa Claus. Santa Claus. And then the older I got, I was like, you know what? His reindeers are hungry too. Yeah. So I leave out some carrots. Yep. Um, some celery. In the morning, the morning, uh, Christmas morning, you come out and there's like bites out of them. Did Santa ever leave you like a note thanking you? I can't remember. No. Did you? Did Santa leave you a note? I feel like he probably did. Yeah. Santa is a pretty thoughtful guy. I, the older I've gotten, like some people like shit on the whole Santa idea. Um, I think it's the existence of Santa. Yeah, I think it's fun. It's for a yeah. kid. Come on, man. For a kid, I loved it. I'm man. not cool with. I'm not cool with people, people like, that are like ripping like that bandaid li- off. They're like lying. You're lying to your children. Like you're not lying to your no, children. You're not. It's part of the Christmas spirit. It's part of this, you know, bigger than you, and, and it's like a giving thing, and mm-hmm. you know, and you go way back to it, and I'm pretty sure the story is like. Oh, we're gonna get some. There was an actual. There was an Saint well. Nick. There's an actual Saint Nick. Yeah, coming oh, like he's uh, Saint Nick. Yeah, his his uh, his Saint Day is December sixth. Yeah, and so the idea of you know giving and and spreading mm-hmm. that around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved all that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, we would read uh, the night before Christmas. So my I think my mom grew up reading that it was the same book that she had as a as a kid same exact book mm-hmm. damn that's cool it's special. and she would read it to us and then my grandma also started a new one when we were kids and that was the polar express i don't know if you ever remember that book yeah they turned it into a, a movie animated movie and the movie is actually really good yeah i uh i believed in christmas hardcore after i watched that oh yeah it was great um but anywho and then oh man Oh, foods, foods. Yeah. I can't think. I love eggnog. Central Dairy Eggnog in Jefferson City, Missouri makes the best eggnog on the planet. And if you want to argue with me, don't tweet. Don't write a comment. Come at me. Gloves off in the streets. Meet me in the streets. And we'll fight like grown adults over that eggnog. Probably in the back alley of this shop that makes the eggnog. And whoever loses has to chug the other person's eggnog. What if we get like thousands of listeners that are like, want to fight me? It'd be a fucking eggnog. awesome brawl. Just an eggnog brawl. It's like the Anchorman fight, but it's all over eggnog. <laughs> um, 
Well, we were touching a little bit on traditions with the, with the books that you were talking about with your family. Yeah. Big tradition for us was building the train set that goes around the bottom of the tree. See, that's awesome. And now I that don't my, think we uh, ever had a train. You never had a train? Not around the Christmas tree, no. It's never too late to start, Trent. Oh. It's a fun... It's a fun uh, probably not going to Probably not gonna start that one. Do you still do it? You should. Uh, well, I mean, no, I don't because I... And living in Los Angeles oh. without a family, but um, <laughs> but, but uh, my brother does. He's cool. his family in uh, his family in Texas. Um, he just did it this year for the first time with his daughter. Um, little little Lily helped. Uh, she helped him make the train set that goes around the Christmas tree, and he said it was just like one of the coolest experiences because. We remember what it was like to sit around the Christmas tree when we were when we were young, and we would just build it uh, with our dad. And our train set was like the most kind of ragtag train set you could have. Uh, what is it called? I think they're called Lionel trains. Oh, cool! Yeah. The, do you know Do you know those ones? I know what you're talking about. Um, they're electric, and the current runs through the train track and that's how you get it going forward and backwards and stuff. And you could really get those things rocking. Like they would fly off the tracks if you wanted to. And when you're a kid, that's the coolest, that's the coolest thing in the world is just launching that thing off of their tracks. But there was a couple pieces of track that, uh, or no, it was a part of the train, the actual uh, locomotive that needed to touch the track to get the electric current. And ours, our like a uh, piece of metal that would touch the track would like broken off or something. So my dad... Jerry rigged some tin foil and wrapped mm. it around there, so we just had this tin foil dragging on the train tracks, and it was just launching the track around. Um, and <laughs> we used to have those big, the big light bulbs, you know, like the ones that are kind of like round, mm. not like those those thin ones that you see everywhere nowadays. Are they supposed to go on the outside? What do you mean? Like, are they outdoor lights? No, I just think they're like in the old school. The way the that they bulbs? used to do Christmas lights, yeah, the big bulbs. My and stepdad those, prefers those too. They're better. Yeah, but they are hot. Yes, and uh, they burnt through a couple pieces of our train set. It so is. there's just melted spots on our train. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you? We were talking about this. I don't think you ever had the bubble lights. No, you showed so, me those bubble lights. So I've never seen them before it was in my like life. A little lamp on the bottom, and then a glass, essentially a glass tube. That like got skinnier at the top, but the the lamp would heat up at the bottom, and the liquid inside would start bubbling, uh, and there would be just bubbles flowing through the uh, through the ornament and I or through the light. I loved that as a kid. And sometimes we get stuck, so you'd have to or they wouldn't work, so you'd have to flick the glass of the tube. Did they ever just blow up or something? I don't think so, but I also think they probably I don't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember as a kid. They banned those things. Um, like fire hazards? I think so. Speaking of I fire think. hazards, there was a point in time when people used to actually literally light candles and put the candles in the tree. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> well, you didn't know... Um, what tinsel was? Tinsel. <laughs> and that's an old school thing. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, just that like really thin, shiny... They're kind of like streamers, I guess, right? Uh, like really, really thin. Very thin. Really thin. Really, really thin. Break it, Pepe Le Pew! Like shiny plastic, essentially. It kind of looks like ice, almost, from afar. Yeah. Um, tinsel. Let's talk about your ornament game. How was the ornament game at the house? Oh, shit, son. So, um, 
when we started getting older, um, we started doing more like a classic tree. Uh-huh. So my mom would pick like a theme or like a color scheme or like a certain kind of ornament. Mm. And it would be very, um, not necessarily department store like, but it was very pretty and very. Uh, you had a neat tree. Correct. Like everything was but, in place. But younger, when we were younger, uh, we had a ton of ornaments. Yeah, we threw them all. Yeah. Uh, favorite ornaments, MJ. Had an MJ ornament from Hallmark, and then uh, Mark McGuire. We might have the same one. Oh yeah, probably. Is he like dunking, but not like not like the Jordan logo. He's just dunking off two feet, maybe. Probably. My brother had that one, but the, his feet broke off. Mm. So it's just like below the knee MJ. Yeah. <laughs> dunking. We had the sports ones were always fun. Um, I might have had a Joe Montana one. I had um, a birth ornament. Um, one that was like coincided with my birth. Yes, my we had that too. too. And so mine were just like a red pair of sneakers. They were, oh, were nice. kind of like Converse's. Okay, nice. I, I like those. Like they're, uh, what is it called? Uh, porcelain. Okay. Yeah, we, we had those and then we had, we had these cute little ones when we were really little with our photos in it. Oh. The photo of, uh, ornaments um, from each year. And then when I was real little, uh, I can't remember who got me started on this. Uh, collected clown ornaments. It's kind of goofy, uh, but but it was like I had, you like clowns. Do you like clowns? I think as a child, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not like anti-clown. I'm not super big on them now. They kind of have a bad rap now. You weren't super pumped about the ones with knives. Running no. Through yeah. Your right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. You're giving them a bad name. The it clowns. Um, no, but as a kid, I, that was a big one. Um, oh, do you have, what do you have at the top of your Christmas tree? An angel. Same here. Yeah. I prefer that over... Over the star? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the angel was passed down from uh, great, it's a great grandma's. I think ours was angel. too. Ours is old. It's very old. It's kind of falling apart, but that's one we've always had on our tree. We also have this nativity scene that my mom sets up mm-hmm. that was, I believe, my great grandfather's at one point. And most of the, most, most of the people... His, their heads have fallen off, and my mom's had to re-glue them on. And Dude, our nativity crazy. scene, uh, I think the year or two after I gifted it to my mom, yeah. was missing baby Jesus. What do you do? Put like a little cocktail weenie in there and call it good? We just didn't have... It was glass, and it was smaller. It was about yay big around. He wasn't born yet in your nativity scene. Mm-hmm. Just go with There's, that. There was no Jesus. <laughs> he was, this is pre-Christmas. Yeah. Dude. This is Christmas I remember Eve. buying that for my <laughs> mom at the mall, I think, when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of other tradition stuff. I'd be remiss if while we're talking about ornaments, I don't mention the my my father's side, the German side, or the somewhat German side. We do the pickle ornament, where all the kids. What is that? It's a it's an ornament. Looks like a pickle. I think it. I think the actual tradition in Germany was a real pickle, not an ornament, but like an actual pickle. It smells so bad. And you, you hide it in the tree. But the way that we, we do it is um, grandma sends all of us out, all the kids, and we still do it. We're all adults. Yeah. I'm the baby in the family. Yeah. We all still do it. And uh, grandma sends all of us out, and then she hides the, the pickle somewhere on the tree, and she's so fucking good at hiding this fucking pickle dude i've never found it i've never found the really pickle. 
Not that I remember, at least. Holy cow. Um, and so then she calls us back in, and then she's just mad, like, scramble with all these kids just, like, looking around the tree trying to find the pickle, and whoever grabs it gets this gift that we... That's just up the for grabs. Gift. The pickle gift. Dude, that's awesome. I think my cousin Tony, the oldest one, has probably won it half the times. He wins it all the time. Oh, man. Not fair. I, uh... Ooh, let's see, uh... Favorite gift that you got as a kid? Oh, boy. Well, um, one that comes to mind right now was we, I got a remote control car. Yep. That was, I forget what it was called, but it was a van. Oh. And it would, you could run it into a wall and it would scrunch up. Oh, cool. And so then you could back off the wall, press a button, and it would unscrunch itself. I loved RC cars as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember I was going to say the same thing. I got, it was a robot. It was called Rad 2.0, and I remember I saw it at Toys R Us. Oh, this is another family tradition we do. We'd always go, my sister and I, our parents would, our, my mom and grandparents would take me to, this one when I was real little, to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how my you know family would figure, oh, this is what they want or whatever. And it was fun because, oh, we would make our Christmas list. Holy shit. I remember it all this. Now, we would write down our Christmas list on a piece of paper you know, go around the store. And it's sad, Toys R Us isn't around anymore. But man, that was, even just looking at everything as a kid was so fun. Uh, but I remember freaking out because I got that uh, RC robot. And it stood stood up like a robot. It had yeah. like a little track on it. Yeah. It would shoot. It had three little like Nerf-like missiles in the middle. He had guns in his chest? Three little missiles. Yeah. And then it had a little tray. So what I would do is I'd put like a, can of soda on there and drive it over to my mom i thought that was the funniest thing and then it had a feature on there where you could talk through uh the controller and it would go through the robot so you probably used it to fuck with your sister all the time dude it was great it was hilarious (laughs) um that was that was awesome and then i remember one that stuck with me for a while my grandpa uh made a handmade uh treasure treasure chest and I would I would keep all my uh, like collectibles in there, mm-hmm. so like baseball cards, coins, uh, stuff, and uh, and the handles on the side were T for Trent. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I remember that was that was probably one that was probably the coolest thing as a kid. That was like handmade, mm-hmm. you know, or a specialty thing. Um, what about you? You said uh, there's the RC the car. car. The other one that's popping into my head is I my first year I got a Beanie Baby. Mm. I got this whatever the moose one is, and I can't yes. remember what it what it oh, is. Oh man, yeah. I used to take that moose one everywhere. Yes. He was my favorite. Dude, Beanie Babies were gigantic. They were cool. Yeah. What else? I don't know. We used to we when when I got a little bit older, I think when I was in high school, we started doing white elephants as a group, and my family is massive on my mother's side. We've got like they let they let the cousins start doing it with the adults, so there'd be like forty something. Oh my gosh! Playing this white elephant game—that's crazy. And I, uh, I just remember how slick I thought I was being when I'd be like seventeen, going after the vodka bottle that's out there. Like, oh, I'll end up with this, and no one will ever know. Right. Whatever, whatever alcohol is available, <laughs> thinking you're so slick because you're gonna end up with it. And a few times I did, but guess what? Mom and dad take it. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Damn. It's part of the game. It's part of the rules. But, oh, man. 
Oh, I'm excited, man. I think my favorite part is just spending time with my family. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Hands down. I As love... if that wouldn't be my favorite part. I don't know. It's just... No, it's it's been really important. Nothing beats that. Really important. I am very lucky and thankful that I um, haven't missed a Christmas yet. Mm-hmm. Have you been home every year? No. No? I spent two of them out here. One of them, my brother said that's ridiculous you're not staying you're not staying out there alone so he came in oh cool and it was just me and him we just kind of like farted around the city there's not much to do here when christmas is happening down yeah yes that's weird about la yeah it's weirdly very nice well yeah because a lot of people are gone yeah (laughs) um and then hollywood stuff shuts down yeah two years ago i did a solo christmas nobody came in and that one was weird. Yeah. That one was really weird. But I, the highlight of that one was I went for a long run that day and down Sunset. And there okay. were no cars. Whoa, gnarly. No cars. And I'm just walking, running through like one of the busiest sections of Los Angeles. And didn't see anybody. It was crazy. It was That's like an gnarly. apocalypse. And then I went to go see Rogue One that night. Oh, cool. And uh, I was alone because everybody's gone. And I had... A Carhartt jacket on, um, Santa Claus hat, and I snuck in a a, uh, a mason jar of venison. <laughs> you love this venison, and right uh, and I just sat there watching Rogue One, just forking this venison into my mouth next to people. Yeah, and they were very confused. I think they were very like kind of turned off by this weird dude in this car <laughs> eating jacket, deer out of a can, eating meat out of a fucking can <laughs> in a Santa Claus hat. I I liked it. It was a good time. I made the most of it. <laughs> but nothing beats going home. We we're both excited. If you're, if you're listening to this, um, we hope you have a great holiday season, uh, Christmas, um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Uh, we just happen to celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. and it's very important to us. We love our families. We're very excited to go home for the holidays this year. Whatever it is you're celebrating this this holiday season, hopefully you're celebrating it with people that you love. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas! And a bah humbug to you. Huh? Well, all that Christmas talk means that I should probably bring something to your attention such as this. Common misconception, number one, is that Santa Claus was always this big, jolly, red-coated guy. He wasn't. Common misconception, number two, he became that because of Coca-Cola. Also, not true. Prior to the Civil War, Santa Claus was depicted as like a tall, elfish, usually wearing green or like animal hide type character. But it was Thomas Nast, the Civil War cartoonist, who slowly evolved the look of Santa Claus to what we know today, which was a big, jolly, red coat wearing fella. And that is where we get the image of Santa Claus that we're all very familiar with. Things I'd like to bring to your attention is that the famous Christmas carol, Jingle Bells, is actually, in fact, a Thanksgiving song. That's right. James Pierpoint originally wrote it to be around the Thanksgiving season and the winter season in general, and it later became famous as a Christmas tune. I don't actually think they say the word Christmas in the song. Jingle Bells, Thanksgiving song. All right, now it's time for This Week in Holiday Edition. Trent, why don't you tell us what's going on in wrestling? 
Sure. Uh, this week in wrestling, uh, coming up is the TLC pay-per-view. Uh, for those that don't know what that stands for, it's not tender, love, and care. It is tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, tables, ladders, and chairs is tonight at the SCP Center, and I will be there. It starts at 5, so you guys are kind of killing me right now. It's a really fun, gimmicky pay-per-view. Um, this pay-per-view was started by just the TLC match in general. Um, they went from a, just a straight-up ladder match where the belt is suspended above the ring. You have to climb the ladder and rip the belt off the hook. Uh, and then they added other elements into it, tables and chairs. Um, so same... The and the C. Yeah. So same, same gimmick. Um, the, the belt is still hung above the ring. Um, I think that's for every TLC match. There might be some that it's not suspended. I hope that's every single match. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some um, feedback on that one. Um, but anyways, this one's exciting. It's the match to watch. I think is gonna be Becky, the champ, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Asuka in a triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, Becky is still red hot. I'm still a giant fan. Um, Her face is fixed. Uh, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine now. Cool. So she took a week or two off. Um, and then I think Oscar's uh, always great. She hasn't gotten the push that she deserves. Um, she won the Royal Rumble this year for the women. Uh, and I think they've kind of kept her... Uh, she was in NXT, their developmental league, and she was undefeated the entire time. It was her whole storyline. Mm -hmm. So, like a powerhouse. And then she came to the main roster and they've kind of snubbed her a little bit and then you know my love for charlotte is always there Your so that's gonna wife. be yeah that's gonna be a great match i believe daniel bryan and aj styles are fighting again um that's for the WWE title and then i think it's ronda versus nia Jax for the raw women's title i feel like i i don't care at least and maybe i'm getting this vibe from the rest of wrestling ronda starting to fade out well my thing was i was really all about her i really did like the push that they gave her, I think what they did wrong there is they didn't let her character grow. Mm -hmm. She's fine in the ring. She doesn't do a lot of necessarily like wrestling maneuvers. It's a lot of like MMA inspired maneuvers, but that's her background. Mm -hmm. So it could work. Uh, she just needs a lot of help character wise, promo, mic work. She's um, still a rookie though. Well, in terms of, in terms of, Professional wrestling, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's about athleticism and it's about technical wrestling as well. But, yeah, that's that's been the big thing is, like, whereas Becky Lynch is very fun to watch. She uh, She's very versatile with her ring work. She's, she can do a lot of submissions as well, but she is killer on the mic. And right now is her hot, like, red-hot time. And she um, uses Twitter and social media to feed into her character, which is awesome. I haven't mm -hmm. seen anyone utilize social media as well as she has. Mm -hmm. She's talking mad shit on camera, on the show, and then on the interwebs. Kayfabe. It's great. And I respect Kayfabe. Yeah, it has been great to watch. Uh, I think Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin are fighting in a tables, ladders, chair match. Yeah. Uh, Rollins and Ambrose are fighting. 
for an Intercontinental title. I'm actually really excited to see that one. Um, oh, Rollins cut a promo on Monday Night Raw, uh, calling out Baron Corbin, who is the like GM of Raw. Look, I don't care if it's acting general manager, general manager elect, head idiot in charge, all right? Whatever you want to call yourself, the bottom line is that under your leadership, and I use that term, that word leadership, very, very loosely, under your leadership, Monday Night Raw has sucked. And basically shitting on him saying, you're the reason why fans don't like the raw product and blah, blah, blah. It's all-time low in the ratings. Because of a lot of... It's interesting because a lot of fans online have been shitting on Raw yeah. and have been shitting on WWE. And they agree. And, well, Rollins used that in his promo and was blame, blaming Baron Corbin's character, which is quite interesting. So WWE uses a lot of, like, actual stuff to kind of, you know... Working in the story. Yeah. And Seth Rollins being very popular... Um, they used his angle, like, they'll be the one to deliver that. Um, we'll see. I will see what happens. I mean, Raw is suffering. It's really, really long. They have a lot of people in the locker room. They have a lot of, you know, people to cover. So it's hard to develop a story, right? When you have, when you have so many people that are talented and you have uh, three hours of weekly program, that's a that's a big feat. It's a lot of time to fill. Yeah. And so, and when you're getting like a 15-minute spot, 20-minute spot, 30-minute spot, that's hard um, to develop over and over. Anywho, um, that's what's happening in wrestling, I believe. I haven't been to a local show in a while, which that is hurting. I need I need, I need, need to go soon. Get withdrawals? You get oh, in the yeah. shakes? Oh, dude. I, if I could be at a wrestling show every week, I would. It's the best. Um especially here in LA. But one little thing that I want to tie into the holidays that is funny, and I showed you the trailer a while ago, Nicholas, is I believe in 2005 there was a movie released, that's right, a feature film uh, starring Goldberg, um, and he plays Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Which, what was the quote? Santa is one of Satan's fallen children or something? He's, or, he's Satan's only son Satan's only that son. lost a bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what it said. And so <laughs> uh, the movie is called Santa's Slay. Oh, no, Santa's Slay, yeah. yeah. Like slay, like murder, like kill people. And Goldberg plays an evil Santa Claus. And, and as you guessed it, folks, uh, you guys probably haven't heard of this. I bet even some wrestling fans haven't even heard of this because that movie looks god-awful. Uh, one of the most beloved characters in American traditions and the biggest holiday in the country is seen as an evil spawn of Satan. Yeah. Who greenlight that project? Well, or Devil's that Advocate, project? one of the most beloved uh, holiday characters of all time, one of the most beloved wrestlers of all time. What could go wrong? Turn him evil. <laughs> I guess that's exactly what would go wrong. Exactly. Uh, and that was This Week in Wrestling. I'm going to send it over to Nick for This Week in Basketball. Tune it up, KD. That sounds good right there. Don't mess this up. That's in there. Let's go. Dunk that. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> Please tell me the camera was on. <laughs> 
This week in basketball, there's always some Christmas Day basketball games, and that's this week in basketball related to Christmas. Now, moving on to Luke Walton and how his job is nearly gone. Dun, dun, dun. Fun fact about LeBron James, guys. LeBron James. How many coaches of his have survived coaching LeBron James? Only one. He's had a bunch of coaches. He's gotten all of them fired. The only one who was never fired was Eric Spolstra in Miami. LeBron James. Not for lack of trying, though, because LeBron did try to get him fired. The reason I'm bringing all this up is that it, it, Luke Walton, who took over for Steve Kerr with the Golden State Warriors and did a very good job for them, some would even argue being a big factor in why they won their second championship, um, that Luke Walton became the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, and he was their head coach last year. Insert LeBron James this year. Luke Walton's going to lose his job. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Um, a LeBron James team will never be coached by the coach. And there's, there's, a, there's an actual solid reason for that. Nobody in the gym, in the whole gym, knows as much about basketball as LeBron James does. So trying to coach LeBron James on how to play basketball correctly isn't going to work. The problem with that, though, is that this Los Angeles Lakers team, Los Angeles Lakers team, is full of a bunch of clowns. You've got a bunch Clown. of guys that need Trench. coaches and direction. So then it falls on Youngsters. LeBron James to do that because the coach in every LeBron James team is a neutered, lame duck coach. They can't, they can't coach. We're so, a figurehead. Right. So Luke has to just sit there on the bench hoping that LeBron James will maybe do something while the Lonzo Ball kid and, <laughs> and Stevens... I love that's what you call him. And Steve, Lance Stevenson... Lance. What the fuck did I just hear, Lance? ...are out there just joking around. There's a, there's a clip going around the internet. Trent, you sent it to me. Oh, my God. Um, a couple days ago where... Anselm called it the reverse Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Pretty you funny. S- you see... Textbook Lance just going crazy, turning the ball over, getting the ball back. This is two consecutive possessions, throwing it to Lonzo Ball, who decides to forego a layup like Lance did the previous possession and just whip the ball backwards and turn it over again. And it cuts to a sitting on the bench, Luke Walton, who just is like, well, what the fuck? Here I am, counting down the days of my own demise. So who's going to coach the Lakers? Well, it'll always be LeBron James, but who knows who's going to be in the title of the coach. I'm just saying Luke Walton's gone. Merry Christmas. Is that your prediction? That's, yeah. yeah. I go to predicted that the moment that LeBron James signed, signed with, with the, the Lakers. Lakers. It's just the way it works. That's this week in basketball. Now we're going to do a little bit of this week in hip-hop. Now I'm the guy named Curtis Blow, and Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, just about this time, I celebrate it with a rhyme. All right, this week in hip-hop, it is the holiday season. What have we said that maybe 50 times so far today? <laughs> if you didn't get it now, if you didn't get it's it yet... It's a Christmas episode, guys. You'll, uh, you'll get it now. Everything uh, Christmas. One of my favorite Christmas albums um, is something that came out in 2013, I believe. This comedian group, I believe that their, their, uh, their title of their group is called Business Comedy. Um, they... Yeah, pretty close to an old troop of years. Yeah. Um, but Business Comedy put down a hip-hop album 
three, no, this would be almost four or five years ago, where they took the Kanye West album, Black Skinhead, and made every song Christmas-themed. Top to bottom, the entire thing is Christmas. You can find it on SoundCloud by typing in Kreezus, K-R-E-E-Z-U-S. It's so funny, and it's really well done. Um, I think there's a few of the songs on YouTube, too, if you search for them, but it's definitely a must-listen to. Rudolph, we living in the moment. Your nose is glowing. Red, I know it. I'm really excited because it's snowing. Ho, 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 and ho, 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 and And then I guess, now that we're done with that, we should probably just talk about the best rap albums of the year as voted by Complex. I'm down. All right. Trent, you want to lead me off? It was surprisingly, yeah, let me pull up this list real quick. It was surprising a little bit. Um, With number one? Daytona, Pusha T. Um, I'm not going to lie. That was a good album. Um, I'm not mad at it, to be honest. Seven tracks? Yeah. That's the minimum... That's the minimum amount of songs for an album. But it's also the anti-Drake album. Well, I, didn't, I didn't even see that in the top 20. No, it's the anti-Drake album. No, I know. I'm oh, saying Drake's I didn't album? see Because it was trash. Trash. Um, I like Pusha T. Um, I have for a while. Uh, I did like this album a lot. Um, dude, I am not finding Scorpion. Good. Um, Keep it that way. Damn, this is crazy. Number um, two, we got Astroworld by Travis Scott. An you album. Like Travis Scott. I am indifferent on Travis Scott. I like Travis Scott. Yeah, I know that a lot of people really love this album. I was just kind of like, uh, here's an album. Uh, it had a lot by of hype. One of the Kardashians, right? Correct. <laughs> it had a lot of hype. Um, I am a big fan of Travis Scott. I thought the album was good. Um, oh wait, Scorpion. Just to let you know, is at thirty four on the list mm, a little high for my taste <laughs> um but yeah uh i thought that was good it was um dude i that might be my favorite travis scott album i think it's got the best cover art oh that album looks great without a doubt it's best cover um art. yeah his features are good but that doesn't make the album i guess i think for me uh, they, they put J. Cole up there. Number three. To be K-O-D. real, K.O.D. It's good. I think it's better the first time you listen to it. It's good. And I'm then not, every time after that, it's just kind of like, uh... I'm not crazy about it. Me neither. J. Um, Cole, in my opinion, is much better than that. J. Rock's up there, too. Yep. Uh, I, I love this album. It's I got the banger album. of the year on it. I love this album, and it's also... Um, it's got win. Uh, which, you know, if you listen to the pod, Nick and I love this song. It's the most hyped song of the year. Yep. I think it's why the Los Angeles Rams are killing it this year. Must be. Um, but no, that's um, the name of the album's Redemption. Um, for hip-hop heads, you already know. I mean, J-Rock was, you know... He's been around. One of the, the main guys that started Top Dog Entertainment, TDE, which is the record label that Kendrick is on. Um I'm pretty sure he's he kind of he fell off. He's a major reason for the reason. He's a major reason that we have Kendrick. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, J Rock fell off. I think he did go to prison, and then I might get correct on that. Pretty sure that happened. But this album is kind of like his rebirth. That's why it's titled Redemption. It's solid. It's got fun club kind of songs, like hype songs. It's got some like more like chilled out, like almost like ballads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like what we're used to a mid 2000s yeah. hip hop album. 
and like West Coast for sure, mm -hmm. like West Coast vibes. Um, what else is on here? There's Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap, which did I did not album? listen to, so oh, I actually shit. can't say much. I about really it. like this album. Of, yeah. uh, fun facts about this album. Um, I think he's been working on this for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Over five years, I believe, something like that. Mm -hmm. Something crazy like that. Um, and so this was a big deal to get this released. Um, oh, the rapper's first proper album after 13 years of mixtapes. Wow. Holy shit. Um, but no, this, this album's got some bangers on it, Kendrick's on it. Um, fun fact, too. I was playing at work, and I work in Inglewood, and one of our guests said, hey, you probably shouldn't play that in here because he's part of a rival gang that's in this area. Oh, shit. Because Nipsey Hussle, uh, pretty sure my sources tell me he is a legit, like, gangbanger. And his people are, too. But uh, on a happy note, the album's fun, yeah. and uh, it's fun to play. <laughs> Don't hate the player, but hate the make gang. make sure you know where you're at. So that's a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't sound any more white than I did right there, Nicholas. Uh, you know, the more you know. The NBC star. Uh, what do we got next? Carter's is on here. Beyonce and Jay. Mm -hmm. You know me. I'm. This, is, this would probably be your number one. This is... I'm going to say this is... That you're going to think this is funny. Two or three. For me. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, I think the uh, the J Rock albums up there, mm -hmm. the Nipsey Hustle mm -hmm. uh, is up there. Oh, then we got Kendrick with the Black Panther soundtrack. That that that's that is one of the best movie soundtracks ever because it stands alone as just an album. Cardi B's up there. Mac Miller's last album. Oh, mm -hmm. that makes me sad. Mm -hmm. um, Cardi B album was Kids See Ghosts was a banger. That's at fourteen. Kids see ghosts. Um, I, I really like that. There's a couple album. tracks on there that are like super dope. As crazy as Kanye has been this year, especially, I still really like that album. Um, and I can't believe it's so high up, but um, I don't want to take this segment too long. But uh, are you a fan of Posty Post Malone? Um, I'm not sure that he counts as hip hop, to be honest. Well, whatever you want to call it, it's on there, and I think it's under that umbrella. We've argued this before. Um, on the complex list, he got 23. Mm -hmm. This list is technically called the best albums of 2018. Mm -hmm. I'm going to argue he's under the, the hip-hop umbrella. Okay. Maybe he's not a rapper, but he's under that umbrella. And legit, mm -hmm. this album made me a fan. Yeah. If you haven't given it a it's listen... It's solid. I think him as a person, is a. I, he seems like a pretty dope guy. It's a pretty dope... I just um, don't think it's hip-hop. Pretty dope album. You know what? I don't think it's rap. Thank you. It is hip hop. You're right. It's not rap though. It's like, it's like that. Um, it's very, it's very Drake sing songy, mm -hmm. which is like it's 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 R and B for guys who can't sing. I think it's in it's kind of own lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vince Staple album came out. I still haven't listened to that. I'm a bad hip hop fan apparently. Mm -hmm. Meek Mill's Championships came out. We talked about that last time. Mm -hmm. I need to listen to it more to really have an opinion. And now I'm just scrolling through these. Mm -hmm. Drake's on there. I thought Scorpion, it was a super long album. Wow. Super um, long album. Way too long. Way I too think long. it had about five to seven songs that were dope. Yep. He overdid it. Mm -hmm. And this is surprising me the most is to see Anderson Pax Oxnard at 44. 
Oh, I would have put that you as, re- as you a top re- ten you re- for sure. You reminded me, my favorite album of the year, uh-huh. Oxnard. Yeah, easily. Is, how is it not a top easily ten? Oxnard? How did I even forget about Oxnard? But maybe you could also argue that that's not a, that's not a rap album. That's hip hop. It's hip hop. If, if you know what, if Post Malone is hip hop, Anderson Pack is hip hop. Oh, Without have you heard Bubbling? Fucking doubt. Well, Bubbling didn't he actually make that album? That was a single that wasn't on the album, um, and that's his. That's his like banger mm-hmm. of the year. Um, Bubbling. Anywho, I'd say if you had to name one album of the year, what would you say? Album. Talked for, about him. Album. I'm saying in this realm. What we've been talking. I'm gonna say Oxnard for me. I'm gonna say Daytona. Okay. And number two is gonna be Oxnard. Cool. Um, folks, if you want to cue in your opinion, let us know. Um, oh yeah, Migos Culture Two was on there too. Uh, <laughs> who are they? Offset. <laughs> Guys, that, that was this week in hip hop. Ho ho ho. Bitches. Now it's time to give some props to some people that really deserve some props. I'm gonna start with you, Mrs. Claus. You've been holding it down for years, centuries so even. So long. Wow. Standing by her man. She stands by her man while he works these ridiculous hours. Crazy hours. She knows that he's just out there trying to make the whole world happy. Yeah. She's she is uh, she's incredible. She feeds him before he leaves and fuels him for for the whole day. She feeds him keeps when he him gets jolly. home. Keeps him jolly. She keeps that man fat and happy. <laughs> Props to you, Mrs. Claus. You don't get enough respect for all that you do, keeping that keeping that North Pole working and exactly. operating when the big man is out working. So thank you, Mrs. Claus. Thank you, Mrs. Claus. And I would like to shout out to all the elves and all the reindeers up in the North Pole right now, getting ready for all the kids, making all these wonderful gifts, making everyone smile, making everyone happy. And the reindeers, man... They gotta be butt tired after doing that every single house in the whole world in one night. That's crazy. So I bet they're practicing, they're fueling up, <laughs> they're lifting weights right now. And uh, you know, I gotta give my uh, big shout out to uh, Blitzen, dude. He's my dog. Blitzen's your boy. He's my dog. Oh, he's got the coolest name. Right? Yeah. Shout out to all the elves and all the reindeers buddy making the this, making this. Oh, especially buddy, making this holiday season uh, a happy. In fun time. All right. And now what we want to do, because this is the last episode of the year, we do want to say a lot of special thanks to some people that really helped us make this podcast what it is. I do want to start off by saying very special thanks to Trent Bruce. Aw. Thank you so much for, for being the co-pilot curveball. on this the, uh, the, for almost a year. What, nine months, I think. Because I think we started this in March, maybe. Or May, somewhere around there. Oh, you're right. And uh, you've been an excellent co-pilot. I'm really glad. Yeah, dude. I get to share this uh, shake your this hand. podcast with you. Um, that's enough of that. Let's uh, also thank the guests that we've had on the show this year, starting in this order. Oh, cool. Mark Richard, Zay Harding, Savannah Watts, Matt Carnes, Mark Sipka, Austin Boyce, Mel Futcher. Gianna Grace and Carl Sjostrom. Oh, yes. Lauren Frost, Ruthie Holmes, Vincent Vallejo, who also deserves credit for helping us come up with the name with of the, the name. show. Yes, sir. David Gunning, Eddie Malden, Eric Escobar, and Amir Says Nothing. Damn. Also, big thanks to Anselm Kennedy, who helped us do a lot of the tech stuff when we're, uh, you know, we're still, we're still idiots. When it comes to this tech stuff, so Anselm, we need you still. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to bring him on full time, but he's he's really helped us out a lot throughout this. And also a special thanks to Bailey Beachler and Blue Mikes 
Um, yeah, hooking up these wonderful microphones make us sound crisp and clear for all your ear holes. And, uh, dude, give it up to Nick Grace, everybody, for being uh, 51% of another shitty podcast. <laughs> no, it's fun, dude. It's It's been a great time for us to, like, celebrate one another, to kind of keep in tune with things that we enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Wrestling, hip-hop, all that, uh, basketball. And also to, like, celebrate our friends. Yeah. And uh, we've got some awesome friends that we've had on the pod. And uh, guys, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please hit us up. Um, we love having great conversations, whether it be about crazy stuff like how you got in a cult and how you got out of it, or if you really love sharks and it's Shark Week, or you know just how you made your career work and really busting through and paving your own road. Uh, we've loved it, and this has been a great year. I could speak for both of us. And this has been something that has kept, you know, the creative juices flowing um, for us. And, you know, maybe you're not fulfilling what you feel like you need to do in your life, whether it be a work or a hobby or some kind of creative itch. Um, But for us, this has been, you know, maybe you're not like filming or auditioning or writing or what have you. In those times, kind of like what Amir was saying. You got to switch it up. And I think for us, this was something that was consistent. Um, we damn near made it every week mm-hmm. and uh, kept those juices flowing. And there's times, don't get me wrong, where one of us is hungover, usually me, um, <laughs> except that one episode. The one time, it, when, it, when it's me, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but... Um, you know, it, it's been it's been a great consistent thing, and for anyone that likes the podcast or appreciates it, mm-hmm. share it with your friend. Uh, it's a great for like a commute uh, to and from work or while you're at the gym. Oh, and we want to thank all our listeners too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people, regular listeners of the show, Canna, uh, Hannah, and Cameron Robinson, uh, Ansem Kennedy, uh, Chris McCafferty, hit us up, and they're always giving us all this feedback. Mark Sipka, and- Austin Boyce. Yeah, um, your brother. My brother has always got something to say. There's a lot of super fans out there that are really supporting us. My mom. On this shout out to mom journey, and it's been uh, it it, it uh, doesn't fall on deaf ears. We really appreciate it, guys. We really, really, really do appreciate it. So, uh, with that being said, we should probably start wrapping this up. I'm excited to get going for Christmas and the new year. Me too. And as always, I host a podcast. It's called Another Shitty Podcast. If you look it up on Apple, it is spelled another S asterisk 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 Y podcast. We're also on Stitcher and we're also on Pocket Cast. Uh, just a little fun fact about how you can search us. For me, when I'm looking up my own podcast, I type in my name. Uh, Trent Bruce, you can type in Nick Grace. Sometimes that's an easier way to find us, at least on the Apple one. Um, and I have a wonderful host and it's been a great year and we're excited about 2019. Uh, he has a sexy mustache. I do have a sexy mustache. And he, he likes to swim. I like to swim. He's a he's a Michigan State Spartan. I am. And boy, is his birthday tomorrow, and we're going to have too much fun. Oh, my gosh. And his name's Nick Grace. I just want to talk about my podcast real quick. It's called <laughs> Another Shitty Podcast. You can find it on Apple, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or Pocket Cast by typing in another S, asterisk, 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 Y podcast. Feel free to give us a listen. 
you know, maybe rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Please share, yes. You're going to enjoy it. I've got a great co-host. His name's Trent Bruce. He's got the best beard in the whole goddamn world. Oh, that's a big feat. Merry Christmas to you, Trent Bruce. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And Merry Christmas, Lolo Jones.